Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Here to introduce you to the great musicians and music businesses and organizations of Wisconsin. Every week, Wisconsin Music Podcast will be bringing you great information on what's happening in the Wisconsin music world. For our music-loving listeners, we'll bring you music that you haven't even heard of yet from unique and talented artists and hear about their journey so far. You'll either hear live performances of their songs or songs from their selected discography. For our musicians out there wondering what they can do to further their recognition, we'll be calling upon Wisconsin music businesses and organizations to enlighten you on what they're doing to help further your music journey. And now, here's your host, Zach. Thanks, Dean. Hey, everyone. It's time for another Wisconsin Music Podcast. This week's guest is Kyle Rogan from the Milwaukee-based indie rock band, The Rogue Electrics. They are an original mix of classic rock, alternative, and blues stylings. Kyle talks about the local scene, the new album that came out uh, May of last year, 2021, titled Strangers of the Moment, which you can stream on your favorite streaming service, or even better, go over to bandcap.com, go under The Rogue Electrics, and buy their album. It's only $10. Kyle's nice enough to allow us to have three songs from that album to be in this podcast, so you're in for a treat listening to those as well. So let's get right into the conversation with Kyle from The Rogue Electrics. Kyle, welcome to The wisconsin music podcast he is with the rogue electrics and he's going to talk about uh the band some upcoming gigs um an upcoming album that's coming out and let's start with your origin your music origin story how'd you get started in music yeah for me um it was really a lot of my my dad's albums and and classic rock stuff growing up uh and my friend's dad too he was he was big into classic rock and they're always playing that music. And, and I kind of, as I got older and, you know, started to go in wade through the, the goofy waters of social high school, middle school life, you know, as a kid, I realized I didn't really identify with a lot of the music that was coming out for our generation. Not to say I didn't relate to all of it. And, and I like some newer stuff and I'm not like one of those curmudgeon guys. It's like, Oh, it's only old <laughs> stuff, you know, blah, blah, blah. Rock is dead, but that's not true at all. But uh, like, I just felt like I, when I heard like Led Zeppelin two and Pink Floyd, dark side of the moon and, and, you know, Tom Petty, full moon fever, all those records he had, those things like really resonated with me a lot just like how the music was made and and you know sort of like the the musicianship aspect of it um and so like i really started getting into that stuff and um the origin story of i guess how i became a musician is i didn't really want to at first like my parents put me in lessons like to take piano when i was in third grade and i did it for four or five years and then quit because i wanted to play sports and stuff then when I got into high school, I started to like get really back into music a lot. And luckily I had the foundation of piano to be able to like go to, cause like I met like a more like-minded people in high school that were like into this kind of rock music and, you know, 
whether it was some of the, the newer kind of alt rock stuff coming out, you know, the green days, the Queens of the stone ages, that kind of stuff. And then kind of marrying that with like the classic rock stuff. I mean, I was always trying to be in bands in high school and I was in like one different band every year when I was in high school. So that was kind of like, I just really wanted to do it because like, I felt like I was different and to me, that was how I was able to express that. I couldn't really, I wasn't really good at expressing it like with words, you know? So music yeah. was the thing that drew me to like, how can I express myself and show like, it's okay to be different in, in, an, in my own way. So, so that's kind of what led me there really is, is I had that foundation. And then when I started playing with different people in high school, that's when I started to really get into like, all those music lessons I did, I didn't really like what I was playing during those lessons, but I can apply that to do cool stuff with, you know, um, rock music. And, and, you know, my, my dad got me a guitar when I was in high school. So I started to learn that. And, and yeah, there, there was some great, you know, not to say those bands we had were great, but they, they shaped kind of my direction of, of where I ended up going with it. So if I didn't have that, I don't know if I'd still be with it, to be honest, because I was able to be in bands in high school and catch a little bit of that feeling. And then I always kind of had it there. And I always like, oh, I want to do that, you know? Cool. Very cool. So what kind of um, genres kind of inspire you? Um, I mean, for me, it's it's got to be like the, the big rock band vibe, right? Like, I mean, you, I, I listen to all sorts of stuff. I mean, rock is my favorite genre, but there's like so many subgenres of rock. So it's right. really hard to say. And I listen to a lot of it. You know, I'm not just, I'm not very like straight ahead. Like I'll listen to sixties. I'll listen to the seventies. I'll listen to eighties, nineties, you know, all the, all the popular rock from those eras, you know, I'll even listen to some new band, like try to find new bands coming out that have that vibe. But to me, it's like, I like the rock band as, as a medium, because you, you can relate to people in it. Like it's, it's a collective experience. It's not just you. And I think today, like a lot of music is, is very like, I'm in my DJ zone and I do my thing and I make my EDM songs or I'm a solo artist and I have my acoustic guitar and I play and it's like, that's good. And it can be fun to do that and you can do a good job, but like your music, like I've found from experience now is that if, if I bring a song to a band of with three guys and I say, Hey, I got this song. Once they get a hold of it and start trying to, it's, it's like a point where you can relate to people. And so like, sometimes they don't always go like, Oh, this one, I'm not feeling whatever. But like when you get it right and everyone's relating to each other at the same time, it's like such a great, like larger than life collective experience feeling. And so to me, that's why I'm trying to like carry the torch of the rock band and prioritize kind of doing that and, and bringing original songs to Wisconsin and in terms of the rock scene, because it, it has been tough, but I think it's something that's needed. And there is a, there is an appetite for it. Um, maybe not an infrastructure for it, but there's an appetite for it. So yeah. to me, it's like the rock band thing is just, it's, it's a larger than life experience when you have everybody together, just, playing off each other and you know the crowd as well like when when they're 
influenced by it. It's just this huge thing. And it, it, you know, I've seen big bands like Foo Fighters and Rush and, and, you know, the who and that kind of stuff. And I don't know, I've seen other concerts too, but it doesn't beat the feeling to me of when a band is really clicking it yeah high gear you know and and it's just it's just amazing because you can watch all the different people doing different things but it's all one thing at the same time you know right so how long has the rogue electrics been together uh we're going on our fifth year of actually playing live so i mean we started our first live show was in april of 2017 so we're we're coming on our fifth year playing um, our first couple of years, we were really just getting our feet wet and in the music scene, learning how to book gigs, learning how to kind of make songs and make a band and, and try to get our name out there and make connections and stuff. Um, we did an album in 2018 at the end of 2018, we put it out and that was kind of the turning point for the band of like, it, it weeded some people out. <laughs> Uh, in the initial lineup because I always wanted the band to be like and, and our initial drummer did too we we wanted to kind of have a band that was new music but kind of influenced by the upper echelon of classic rock alternative rock blues rock kind of those three things combined however we could figure that out um, but you know our our couple of our initial guys well one of them probably would have stayed but he had other life commitments and another guy he just he he wasn't a guy that wanted to do that recording and that new music thing so we ended up getting but but you know we we ended up getting better because of it like my buddy who's now the lead guitar player kyle stair he he was gonna just produce our first album because he had made music before and i knew him from high school bands and he was a good friend and i was like well can you come produce our band and he's like yeah and he ended up being the guitar player after the other guy quit. So that kind of took us to the next level because he's a great guitar player and he's, you know, a good dude and he knows a lot about music. And and I've been friends with him for a while and wanted him to be in the band since the beginning, but he couldn't really do it at the time. So we went through a lot of tumultuous uh, lineup changes, like probably around that time. And and our bass player left and I had played with him forever in high school bands and, and he was my roommate and we kind of, kind of had to go separate life ways at that time. Yeah. Um, so it was tough. And, and, and then we got our new bass player, Nick Vanderland. He like moved here from Michigan and he was looking for people to play with just at the right time when we were trying to come out with our album. So he heard a few of the songs and he's like, yeah, I like this. Like I want to join. And, so he's been contributing more and more now. And, and our original drummer, Adam Zolkowski, he actually, um, after our second record cycle, he, he actually is a little younger than us, but he went into the army, um, which he's, he's doing great at it, but we had to find a new drummer. So we've basically turned over the whole band and, and the new drummer is Mike LaPlante, who he's been around in the scene for a long time. And, um, played with different bands and we knew him because we gigged with his other band the Zimmer Effect and he was just like a drop-in fit so we've been lucky in in a sense that as we've kind of gone on this journey of wanting to make original music wanting to make rock and roll more like accessible to people in Wisconsin that we've came across these great musicians that also believe in the same thing and you know, are excited about what they're doing. And when we get into the studio to make music, it's like, 
it's a good time. And, and now, and it's like, okay, we want to keep doing this and keep making more music for people and getting out there to play. So yeah, I mean, it's been tumultuous with all the lineup changes, but we've done some cool things despite that. And, you know, we, we got to play some festivals and we've done some cool gigs with lots of cool different bands around and we're starting to try to get out of the Milwaukee area. So it's been a big journey over the last five years, but I think we're really starting to find our groove. Like the, this lineup is, is very incredible. And every time I strike a chord with these guys and, and we, you know, get to practicing or playing a show, I'm amazed like how far we've came and, and how, how good they are. Like, sometimes I'm like, wow, how did I get here? You know, like I'm right. playing with these great guys, but it just, it just happened. I mean, putting in the work and, and, and not giving up. I mean, that's the biggest thing, not giving up. Cause there was many opportunities to give up. Yeah. Um, but we stuck it out and we're, we're trying to, to make it better. So we're cool. having fun. We have good. fun. Good. So, um, so how did COVID, um, change things for you? Yeah, that, I mean, for everybody really, but we actually, so we, we couldn't gig, right? I mean, no, right. <laughs> you couldn't really, but we were like, well, we're going to use this. I mean, we were planning. It didn't, to be honest, it, it affected us, but it didn't because like we were going to do a couple gigs that year, like the first year where it was really bad and everything was shut down. But at the end of the day, our goal still that year was to record our second album. So we had all these songs and we were getting them ready to go kind of that winter before it all hit. And then when it hit, we were just like, well, we're going to record this thing anyway. And we're going to maybe have a little more time than we thought to do it. So we just bunkered down in my basement for a lot of the summer. Um, and we recorded that thing. And I mean, we, I moved into this house that me and my wife live in now in 2019 and it has an insane room for me. I mean, you can see it in this video, yeah. just, just part, just the parts of it, but it's, it's this huge like room with like tall ceiling. Like they made the, the basement taller. It's like, okay, this is a perfect room for this. And so actually it's like, Oh, this guy made his record in his basement. What the heck? This is like some cheap crap, but it's not, it's <laughs> no, this place down here is almost like a, I wouldn't say it's a world-class studio, but it's, it is pretty much as, as massive as you can get for being a DIY band. I mean, we have all, all the tools, we have all the guitars, we have all the, we have all these vintage keyboards that our old drummer was like, he left them here and he's super into them. And we still, I still chat with him. He's, he's a nice guy and you know, who knows he might, he's into keys and stuff too. So we have, he collected all these vintage equipment as we were, building up the band in those first couple of years and we have it all here and we use it all in the studio. So it's like, we were just like, yeah, we like being down here, you know, let's just bang out a record. So that that's where our, our album strangers of the moment came from. Um, it actually came out last May, but we're speaking of COVID. I mean, we're, we're kind of doing two summers, cycle on it because right. one, we, we were like, wow, it's really good. And we're very proud of it. And, you know, we, we want it to reach as many people as we can in the time we have. So there's that, but also there's like, even gigging last year, things were still not really fully back. So like, it was kind of hit or miss to do some gigs. And actually we, we ended up getting some really cool ones here and there, but it was like tough to, to really be like, okay, we're going to get our schedule. We're going to put it out and we're going to do all these things. 
and we we weren't really able to do that so we were like okay one more summer with this album and we got a new drummer so he was still kind of acclimating into the band and and mike you know he's been awesome he's really taken our booking and and some of our professionalism to the next level so yeah i mean we're just we're gonna ride it out for for one more summer and, and try to get this music to some more people but it's it the, the whole album kind of turned into this like theme of making the best of a bad situation you know make the best of an opportunity that you get right the the lesson you learn is like you know that's what the song strangers of the moment is about is really like you know don't we won't be a stranger of the moment like what's the moment right now like you know what's the opportunity we have to do something good and and make things better and and have some fun and and enjoy it and so that's that's really where the record came from and and how it evolved and yeah we we put a 12 song album together that was kind of very heavily influenced by like 70s classic rock and and some of our other influences are in there like some bluesy stuff some kind of more um yeah some of the heavier blues rock stuff too and some of the alt rock stuff but yeah it's really heavily we were trying to make it sound like a 70s record almost like it's like a zeppelin or a deep purple album or something so and any person that likes that stuff i mean i don't know how you can't like this album it you i i'm shocked when i listen to it i sometimes can't even believe it's me you know Mm -hmm. i'm like geez we made this and it sounds phenomenal. So right, and it's right. just in our basement. We did it all on our, all on our own, mixed it, mastered it. You know, that's all Kyle there. He's did a phenomenal job, but yeah, that we're just excited about it and we're excited about doing it again eventually, but right. man, we're, I mean, we're trying to get it out there. Yeah. I mean, think about it. I mean, the Motown stuff that was just done in a small house in Detroit. So, you know, it doesn't really matter where you pretty much doesn't matter where you, where you make it. It's like, what, what are the songs, you know? Song, yep. you know songs are king basically and and the the studio does influence the environment and you know we noticed the jump between the first and second record because we kind of had we were spread out for the first record we were spread out across three different places like trying to do certain parts because we didn't have this big space so it was like my little condo basement and then adam's little space in his basement to do his drum and keyboard stuff and then kyle would do some stuff at his apartment and so then it all came together but having that one dedicated space where everyone can sit and listen to what the other guy's doing and play off each other. And it's not just like I'm online in my basement. I did this. I send it to you like that lifts the mood. Like we're all together and we're all collaborating. So yeah, it's, it was huge and and it made a big step. So I, you know, it's, it's good to, to like the studio matters to an extent, but yeah, it's, it's the people relating to each other that you really need to, and, and you got to enjoy it and have fun and, and it, it comes out then, you know, right, that's what exactly, we've exactly. seen. Yeah. And if you want, we can put um, strangers, uh, the song strangers into the podcast so people can kind of get a hear of it and then they can go and check it out.
Um, is there a couple other songs you want to talk about that you want to put on the podcast? Yeah, I mean, we got we have this song um, Prohibition, which is is the opener to Strangers of the Moment album. And it and it's it's kind of like our mission statement, right? Because the it is very hard. And I don't want to sound like ungrateful because we have gotten a lot of good opportunities in the past couple of years. And, and obviously you have to put in the work to, to put, come up with the songs and make rec- make your albums and get your music out there and do the work to get booked and, and make yourself look professional and all those things. But, right. but the, the, the issue is in Wisconsin is that, especially in the Milwaukee area, is that the the big accessible shows are dominated by a small handful of these cover bands that it's like, why can't they have some of these good accessible original bands that have a similar style play these venues where all these people are? And there's just this backwards mindset, like nobody wants to hear your original music. Like that's not a good, you know, like nobody wants to hear that. That I've been told that like, that's not what people want to hear. I'm like, but you don't speak for all people, right? Right, right. The reason I started this band is because I would go to Summerfest. I would go to these places where it's like, I wanted to find the local scene. It was hard to find. Like it was like once I found it, I had so much fun. Like oh, this, like meeting different bands and and I heard some good bands and like, but you never know they exist, right? I mean that's why they call it the underground. But also mm-hmm. like some of these bands are making really accessible music that these people would like but no one's and maybe some of these people aren't trying to get out of it, but we were always trying to get out of it and we had such a hard time. And so this song prohibition is like, you know, let's, let's lift the prohibition. Like let's not, you know, let's not blackball these people. Like they're trying to contribute to culture. They're trying to make your, you know, Milwaukee, like a cool place to be. And they're writing new songs in the style of music that you like. What more do do you need? You know, like, so, I mean, that's kind of why I wanted to start the band and write the song is because like, I couldn't find, I, I love music. I love listening to new music. I love listening to old music, you know, whatever, as long as it's like, it's got my thing, like that whole rock band vibe thing. I love that. And I mean, I listen to some other stuff that's not that, but, I wanted to find that I wanted to like go to Summerfest or like, you know, um, be waiting for a big act and then see some awesome local band that was similar, that was killing it. And for every once in a while it happens, but it happens. It's, it's tough, right? It, It shouldn't be as hard as it is, but you know, there's a system in place that has been working against us. So I I'm trying to, put some inject some rock and roll into the system with that song.
decision and prove my disposition. Gonna lift the prohibition tonight. Lift the prohibition tonight. To outside observers, we cultivate a So that's kind of been our like mission statement. I don't have anything against cover bands. Like it's no. fun to play covers. We yeah. play some covers. Like I don't have anything against what those guys are doing. It's a big money machine. I get why they don't want to disrupt it. But like, man, there's so much opportunity for culture to be injected into what we have. And I'm not saying we got to blow up everything that's there. But what I'm saying is like, you know, there's some really good bands. If you just do a little bit of the work to listen to what they're sending you and, and think about how they can fit into what's going on, you know? Right. Right. And that kind of talks about like the local scene attitude and what, what's your view on, on that? Yeah. I mean, it's the, the thing is, is it's not the same everywhere. I mean, I'm sure some of the, I don't, I'm not like a huge touring guy. We've done some shows outside of town and we're starting to do more and more. We didn't really tour until like this past summer where we went out of town and started doing different shows elsewhere. Cause I was really trying to be like, 
come on guys, we can make it happen here. Like Seattle in the nineties, right? They, right. they made it happen there and everyone came to them. That's not the reality of what <laughs> goes on here. But no. like the, the thing is, is like the local scene. I mean, it's tough. Cause there is when there's a lot more bands than you think. And so it's hard to cut through the noise. So there's a lot of, a lot of factors involved, but there's some great bands, like I said. Yeah. And, and it takes like a Herculean effort to get in front of like crowds that you don't have to like manufacture by doing janky things, like putting four bands on a bill and give them 45 minutes and have all these painful changeovers. And, you know, like all this like stuff that they say, here's a formula to like, when you start out to like start doing shows that look successful but it's Mm -hmm. like no 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 like we've made two records like they're good albums like i you know like there's people that like this style of music that are just never going to hear this because we're not we put in for the Summerfest main stage every year and never hear anything you know and you pay to to submit that so it's like you you feel like you're getting taken advantage of and it's like yeah we're never going to be considered because they already have their 10 whatever people so it's like that's the hard part because I don't think it happens everywhere I think other cities like and I like I traveled my wife and I would travel and we would try to find local music at places and you could find I feel like it was sometimes even easier to find some, like you stumble upon a local artist in, you know, Seattle or wherever, New Orleans down on wherever playing. And they're not always just playing covers and they're playing songs. And it's like, I don't know what these are, but this is cool. Like you don't have to know every song, right? Like, you know, listen to what the the artist is playing and take it in. And, you know, there's opportunity to do that better here. And and there are people that are trying and, you know, I don't want to like disparage their efforts because you're, you're, I'm here with you and you're doing this, you know, you're, we're, you're helping us, you know, you're, you're creating a podcast that we can come in and talk about this stuff and say, Hey, like we got this thing going on. Like, let's, let's have some fun. Let's get together right. and play exactly. some music. Right. You know? that's, so that's what I'm trying to do is just try to bring more light onto the great bands in Wisconsin because Wisconsin has so many great musicians and bands and you know places that um, have musicians perform and I think it's time to bring that to the limelight I totally agree and and that's why we've kind of stuck with it it's like we know we we know that Milwaukee is a big classic rock town I mean look at all the big classic rock bands that come through here and and how they do it's like these the audience of those shows would potentially like our music so how do we how do we find them how do we meet up with them and 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 connect with them and have a good time and and play some rock right right in our backyard you know it can happen in your backyard and that's what i've been trying to to preach but also i mean we we have been trying to hit some other spots in wisconsin too so i'm here to kind of hype up our our summer schedule because we're going to be we're going to be playing in Milwaukee, but we're going to be playing elsewhere too. We're going to be going into some an Illinois gig. We're going to be going up North a little bit. You know, we're, we're going to be going around. We're going to be going to Appleton area. We're going to be going white, you know, so that schedule is going to come out soon. It's not out right now, but I'm here to say like, we're going to have maybe 10, 11 gigs, summer gigs that are all going to be pretty awesome, I think. And, and, you know, if, if you're looking for live music and you like that kind of classic rock style thing, just 
follow us on, on Facebook and Instagram at the rogue electrics. And, and that's where we are announcing our shows right now and, and keep an eye out for it. Cause we're, we're going to be hitting some cool places and, and, you know, we have a fun time at, at shows. Like the band is tight. Like, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Like I don't, I'm not one of those people that likes to like, be like, you know, we're this great band, blah, 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 blah. But you almost have to <laughs> at times. Right. Right. Because like, I know how it was like in the beginning and I knew there was lots of things to improve on. Like we were not the best band when we started playing, but we stuck with it. We, we learned from our mistakes. We improved lots of things with how we approach our live shows, with how we record our music, with, you know, how the band interacts and, and stuff. And so it's five years of that. I mean, it, you, so it's starting to really turn into something awesome that, I'm not saying we're great because I just think we're great and no one else has told me yeah. like I've been getting sufficiently better feedback from people that see us play in the last year that, you know, than I have way on in the early days of the band, you know, it was always like, that was really good, but that was now it's like, man, you guys were tight and that was awesome show, you know? Yeah. So that's what we, we aim to deliver every they, time. Yeah, they say that you know a business takes at least five years to really start, you know, being what they're going to be, and I think that goes kind of the same thing with with musicians too, and in a band, it, you know, it takes years of learning each other's style and, and kind of getting that you know that telepathy going on almost, you know, like you know what's going to be happening from that person just the way you're on stage with each other. Yep, and so we kind of starting to have that going on, which makes it so much fun. And so, like I said, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Um, and, and another selling point for our shows is that like, yes, we play probably 75% original music at our shows. And, and that can be like a little turn off -y for some people. I get it. Like, I know you want to hear so a cover song. So we have some cover songs. We've been trying to learn more cover songs. We play Pink Floyd. We play Tom Petty. We play Foo Fighters, you know, that kind of stuff. So we'll throw that in for you. But also the big selling point is like, and I've been trying to harp on this with the original music scene is that like, get your music recorded and release it professionally because like you can then say at your show, every song, and, and I say this and it's true, every song we play is recorded and released professionally so that you can go on your phone you know, look up the Rogue Electrics on Spotify, look us up on Apple, look us up on Amazon, any whatever one you use, we're on there. You can go home with new music to listen to. And that's what I want people to take away from our shows. It's like, if you like classic rock music, come to our show, listen to us play the songs, watch what's going on on stage, you know, sing, sing along to the cover songs that you know, but also you can listen to the music before the show, right? Like that's what we try to post in like our, our events. Like, Hey, this is where our music is. You can find it, come to the show, sing along with me. You know, that that's what I want to get to. And I tell, that's one of my main, I don't really talk a lot during the shows anymore. Cause we kind of have a good sequence of how our songs go. So we just hit people one right after another. Um, we try not to mess around. We try to play as many songs as we can. But the one thing I do say is that if you like what's going on, you can take it home with you. Right. And so that's that's the power of today in the music scene is you can record your stuff. You can get it out there and, you know, you can go play for the people and give them something to take it home with. And and we do have a band camp site. Um, 
if you're not able to make it to our shows, uh, Bandcamp, just look up the Rogue Electrics. Um, and I think you should have those links so you can send them out, whatever. But yeah, yep. the link is on our Facebook page as well to get to that. And we have CDs made. We have some merch. Um, we're going to try to be refreshing some of that soon. But we do have some some merch and some CDs you can order. And I'm the guy that fulfills the order, man. I'm I'm doing it all. You know, we're doing it all on our own, right? Okay, yep, it's yep. not some big machine. It's it's us. You know, it's it's us making classic rock, trying to be like, we love this style of music. We don't want it to die. We're gonna make new music like this. So if you're one of those people that's like. Oh, rock is not dead. I'm just looking for some new classic rock style music that our band is for you, man. We're, we're here for Sweet. you. So that's, that's what I'm trying to hype up is you can take, take our stuff home with you. You can listen to it before, or after the show and, and, and you can know what we're playing up there and then right. it makes it even more fun. So that's, that's what I'm trying to, right. to get at with people. And that's, that's the thing about cover bands that people want to go and dance and sing along. And if they know your music and the original to, to the band up there, then they're going to, sing along because they know your songs yeah you can do the same thing i mean uh, uh, that song prohibition i was talking about it it's mm -hmm. a good old-fashioned blues rocker you can dance and and swing around to that you know and it's a, it's it's not just about taking on the man it's about it's kind of got you know a little bit of a, a party like tie-in because it's like it's prohibition it's there's some drinking references you know like we're having fun but we're taking on the man at the same time, you know? So <laughs> that's kind of the, the thing is like where there's, there's relatable pieces in all of our songs that, right. that, that I think people can, can do. And if you know, them, you can come up and dance and we got some funky rock and riffs that you can, you can uh, jam out to with us. Excellent. And um, since we talked about strangers of the moment and prohibition, what would be like the third song you'd like to put on the podcast for people to hear? Yeah, I think um, we can, maybe go for one that yeah i mean it's so hard to say they're all good but i'm going to talk about one that maybe didn't get the last time i did a podcast i don't think was talked about we have this song night wanderer that man when we play it live it it, it just every time we play that song live it, it just feels great and so it's one i wanted to highlight because in talking about our our time like, you know, when you asked me about how, what were your formative years like? Right. I actually wrote that song in my formative years to the, at least the bones of it and not how it turned out on our album. Like all those parts, I didn't do that, but I wrote the bones of it back then. I knew enough about what I was doing back then to be like, write the bones of a, of a good 70s sound and classic rock Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple influenced song. And so that's where that came from. And, and I wrote that when I was in high school and just to be able to bring it to this band now, um, you know, however long since then, you know, probably almost what I probably wrote that thing in 2008 or something. So that's a long time ago, but to be able to take that now with these guys and turn it into this larger than life thing. I mean, it's a dream come true for me. I'm not going to lie. Like you might not know, who this band is you might had not have heard of us but like when i play with these guys it is a dream come true for me man like i will tell you like i'm not a big rock star i don't care about that i care about making music and and the the feeling of of that creation of of getting what's in your head onto onto something to listen to and 
And that song to me is, is like the pinnacle of that for us, like something that that just evolved and and we added cool wrinkles to it in the studio. And when we play it live, it's just so fun. It, awesome. It's just it's just like it's that collective experience that I was talking about. Right, like, right. I wrote this in high school. I didn't know. I didn't really know these guys, but they heard it and they could relate to it and they wanted to put it on a record. However, many years later, you know, cause I pitch people the songs, like it doesn't make it to the album if the band all doesn't want to do it. So it's like, man, you know, to be able to do that, however many years on that's huge. And, yeah, and definitely it, it makes it such a blast for me. So Excellent. It's, it's a dream to play that song every night. So cool. I, I hope you can listen to it and, and come see us play it.
Fantastic. What gigs or gig has made a big impression on you, either or both, as a performer and an audience member? I would say probably just a lot of the early years of playing in the local Milwaukee underground scene and just observing the different kinds of bands that play. Because we, I mean, we would try to find similar bands to play with close in style, but it's it's hard because when you're originals, everyone has a different take on the genre or whatever. But right learning from that that is the learning experience it's it's not only being the one up there playing and talking to people after and getting feedback but watching the other bands and being like okay that thing they did was really cool we could adopt some of that or uh that thing isn't really our vibe i see why they're doing it you know so you you to me it's like you learn by watching those other groups and and playing off of them and so i think i will just shout out because i don't want to bash the milwaukee music scene either i don't want to be that guy no no we we played a lot of fun shows in the early days at at all these places like bremen cafe you know um circle a you know it's uh up and under which is not existing anymore but but all those like hole in the wall places and we saw lots of other bands trying to do the same thing as us and and it was pretty inspiring it can be pretty uh, brutal too, because it's like, you don't always play well. You don't have your, your life together completely as a band at that point. And so things can go bad and, and they have, but you have to have a short memory and, you know, the things that you fail on, you don't, you learn from them and you just forget about how it felt when they happen. And if something goes bad again on stage and it will, then you got to You, you, it, it teaches you how to fight through it. Because yeah, right. we've even had that now in this day and age of the band where some of the gigs don't go as planned. I mean, we had one earlier this year where there was this whole event that was supposed to happen and we were supposed to play for all these people and like all the people left before we started. Oh, no. <laughs> and so it totally blew up. But like there was still a few handful of people there. And when we first started, we got off to a slow start that night because it was demoralizing. But then I was like, all right we got to go. Like there's people here. We can, we can convert these two tables of people. Like, let's do it. Let's right, put right. on a show for these people. So you learn that playing in the underground scene. So I think yeah. that's, that's where I get it from. Cool. Very cool. As we wrap this up, what's on your playlist right now, local or national, who are you listening to? That's really influencing what, your ears right now. Yeah. I think for me, it's weird because a lot of what I listen to nowadays isn't always what influences me to write in the rogue electric. So like, I've been like a lot into like the, the, what is it called? Kind of the, the outlaw country blues rock scene thing. Right. But that doesn't come across in our band that much, maybe a little bit of the Tom Petty piece of it. Um, so that's one thing I listen to my, my cousin's big into that. And so he sends me all, all that stuff. And so I, I kind of listen to that with him and we go to a few of the shows. Um, but that, so that's one side of it. Um, but there are some cool bands. Like I like listening to that, all them witches band. They're kind of like, a uh, psychedelic rock band that has kind of a pink Floydy psychedelic sixties influence to them. Um, I like listening to like the, the dirty honeys of the world that are coming out. Uh, we just, me and my wife just went to see mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen's band. So awesome. 
we i try to still follow the rock scene too i still listen to try to listen to a lot of the new rock releases i just listened to the new chili peppers album um lately i've been binging the foo fighters because of taylor hawkins and that's just like man they they were foo fighters were probably the most influential band on me not from a musical perspective per se but like from a like human interaction perspective like watching all their documentaries and how they just approached how they just approached everything was so inspiring like dave girl's approach like just do it don't wait for xyz like just just be passionate about what you do and do it and have fun and relate to the people and so i mean i still love all their music and have all their albums and listen to them all and they are one of my favorite bands even musically i guess but like from just an influence perspective, watching him and and all the bandmates in that band and how they approached it. And there is a reason why they're so loved is because of how they related to everybody and, and just their approach on making music in life. So I've been reading Dave Girl's book and there's some sad things in there when, you know, Taylor Hawkins gone way too soon. We were mm-hmm. supposed to go see Foo Fighters in New Orleans this oh, year. Oh man, yeah. We we pulled out of it. Um, but I was lucky, lucky enough to get to see him four or five times, you know, me and my wife are big fans and we always blast wasting the last hour of any road trip we take when we're tired, we put on wasting light and we just zoom it home, you know? So (laughs) that's a big influence on me. I think that's one of the main ones. So I would say, listen to some Foo Fighters in honor of Taylor Hawkins. Cause yeah, it's going to be a while before they figure out if they're going to do that again or right, what, right. and, you know, appreciate what was there because man, they were, they were really carrying the flag of rock there. Absolutely. And I think that's a good spot to end the conversation. So Kyle from the rogue electrics, thank you so much for being on the Wisconsin music podcast. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Zach, and and good luck with uh, your future endeavors. Uh, I honestly, I really appreciate what you do, um, taking the time out of whatever you do musically to do this and and to help other people like us get a voice out there. So, thank you very much. Uh, I you know hopefully we cross paths in the future again. Hopefully yeah. we do another record, and I'll I'll hit you up again. So cool. Yeah, um, and if if there's anything else that you do or want to do with artists that you talk to, just let me know, and we'll see if we can do some. So thanks for having me on, and uh, yeah, come to a Rogue Electric show, Facebook and Instagram at the Rogue Electrics, and you can find us on any major streaming platform to listen to our rock and tunes ahead of time, so you can come sing along and listen to these boys rock out because they're real good at it excellent and i'll have those links in the show notes as well awesome well thanks again for tuning in and listening to another episode of the wisconsin music podcast go and check out the rogue electrics um, this fall this late summer early fall they have their Bandcamp website which is the rogue they are also on instagram and youtube so for Instagram, they are under uh, the Rogue Electrics and on YouTube. And like we mentioned, uh, their album is on Bandcamp and all streaming services. So go and check them out. Another great band from Wisconsin. Have a great week, everybody. And we'll have another episode next week. <laughs>